0: The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorrento. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter SA. This is Sports Day. And a very good evening. Malcolm Blight and David Wildey.
1: Sports Day SA, all thanks to Polaris. Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand, Polaris my 23 plate. Clearance is on now. I save up to $3,000 on selected models. All the teams out shortly. Malcolm's got all the news. Apparently CEO of the Gold Coast Suns, Mark Evans, is flying to Italy to meet with Damien Hardwick. What's wrong with the mobile phone? Just call him and get him when he comes back. Perhaps Mark wants a holiday there. And uh, the big other big news is Took Miller, who had a bit of an altercation with Dane Zorco last week, has been suspended for one week. Great news for the Adelaide Crows, they play the Gold Coast Sun Saturday afternoon and uh, Turk Miller did a hatchet job, for like, on Lockie Neal, so that is wonderful news. So welcome, Malcolm Bloody, Blight.
2: how are you? Yeah, hi David, a bit going on, wasn't it, for a late call with Turk Miller, um, but that's, uh, I guess that's handy now, really handy for the Adelaide Footy Club, of course, playing Gold Coast this weekend, as you've mentioned. And uh, the teams are in. I'm having trouble getting mine up again. Thanks. Well,
1: just stay there. Uh, Borlase, as we predicted Pretty during good, the week, is yep, in. Yep. And Josh Rochelli comes back after two weeks suspension. Out goes Butts, Peddler and Sloan. Or well, Sloan maybe still could be the sub there. And Miller, we just mentioned, no ins as yet for the Gold Coast Suns, but um, a massive out there. So... Bad luck for Tooke Miller, but I suppose if you... Well, he tried to just have a grab at the old... Um, Can I just say, goalies, I, I mean, he? I know
2: Tooke reasonably well. I mean, it's just against his character. Unlike he, him? Yeah. He doesn't like...
1: that. No one likes Danes Zorko, It's, it's or okay. probably right, yeah. So it's no respect. Yeah. Just on the other game, too. Tom Jonas gets another chance of Port Adelaide with a Lear out. Uh, Lucky Jones out. Willie Rowley comes back. In Francis Evans kicked four goals last week. Maybe he goes to the sub, so, but he's yeah. out. They put Rioli in and... Evans goes out. Now for um, Geelong, Blixarves is out. Hawkins out, we knew that. And Asaba Radagalia comes in. And that's the only change so far. So, um, yeah, a couple of big ins, a couple of big outs.
2: Yeah, we f- we figured that, didn't we? Of course, with Hawkins and Blixarves. And I mean, it's, it's almost square, isn't it? If you think about it, with both Alia and Jones being out, they would have been around the mark on that. I'm still going to be fascinated to see who Jeremy Cameron... Is picked up by from the Adelaide, for the Port Adelaide team. Well, I
1: don't think it can be Jonas. I just don't think he's mobile enough. It's got to be, to me, a Burton or a Bergman. Bergman, yeah, we talked One about One of those that. Two. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Houston's not tall. We've got Dan Houston on tonight, actually, oh, flighty, yeah. so look forward to that. The well, other big news, too. Dufton Martin managed. I think Richmond need to win every game. They play the Bulldogs. I think that's tomorrow night, so he's he's outmanaged. Uh, to me, that means you've got a bit of a, you're a bit sore, aren't you?
2: I, I thought his form was all right last week too. I Richmond. Which, yeah, I, I thought he played okay. Yeah. Well, there's no way you dropped Dustin no, Martin. No, of course you're
1: not. Uh, Lance Franklin out. Uh, obviously for Sydney Swans won't play again. Dean uh, Dane Rampey out, and Mackinac out. Now they've got a big game against the Giants. I reckon the Giants just about win this. How's the ins? Jesse Hogan, and Tom Green for the Giants. So they're pretty oh, well full
2: kit. That's, that's they're they're really good. I mean, Green's become a really good player. And Jesse Hogan's hard to match up on, and he's, he's an unusual type with the way with that gait that he's got, but he can actually play.
1: Malcolm, um, just touch on Mark Evans, CEO. Uh, they, I think they've got a few things wrong over the years, the old Gold Coast, and a few coaches come and go, but why do you need, and and it's known that he's gone tiddly to, to chase down Damien Hardwick? Can't you ring him and say, mate, enjoy your holiday. We want you. Have a think about it. When you get back, we'll sit down and have a coffee.
2: Yeah, I can't answer that. There's there's probably a good reason. Um, right now, I can't think of one. Right? Uh, I'm, seriously. Uh, yeah, look. Come Mobile back phones. Away. Yeah.
1: Just say, um, what's he going to go and sit down with him over there and, and twist his arm? Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think we all know Hardwick's going to end up at Gold Coast Suns, and what a list to take over, seriously, with all the mm. young talent. But I don't understand a, a CEO racing over to Italy. I mean, I wouldn't mind going with him, to be honest. <laughs> I'll i I'll carry Mark Evans bags and uh, have a little holiday. I haven't been to, you been to Italy?
2: Yes I have. Yeah. Of course of course you have. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. It's a really nice spot actually. There's just something coming up on here. Sam McClure said on Footy Classified, there might have been conversations between Dimmer, that's Damien Hardwick, and Wayne Campbell, the boss of the Gold Coast Suns football department, weeks ago. Wow. When he was
1: there for Trent Cotchins' round of the game. Oh, there's no doubt they would have put out feelers,
2: and they'd be silly not do you, to.
1: Do you think? Do you think Hardwick resigned after what? How many rounds was it? Was it nine or ten? When yeah, he, it's all it's right, late. whatever. Knowing that there was a job waiting for him next year, so I'm going to have a little break. I reckon I've squeezed the lemon here. We're not going that well. Uh, I'll have a break and I'll come back. Or do you reckon he went out completely? Because he went from being totally wrecked. Two two weeks ago, I want to I want to coach again. Yeah, was, Seriously,
2: yeah, I must say when I did it, I did stay out of it for a few, you know for twelve months and just tried to regenerate. But yeah, no, I, I it was it was an unusual thing to happen. Suspicious, Sus- maybe. Oh, I, I don't think suspicious. Maybe that's the way he felt. And I guess that's the opposite. I mean, what we do now, what I've said, and I've said this to you, David, and everybody else that cares to listen, it is the bloody toughest gig in town, coaching. And I know he's had a lot of success at it and does all strange things to you, I can assure you, when you start losing.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Just uh, completing the teams. Brody Grundy's back in the side for Melbourne. Um, oh, really? Spargo, Hibbert, Sparrow out, Young Woden. And Ben Cunnington comes in too. He's a forgotten man, isn't he? Like wonderful warrior for the yeah. Kangaroos, but he, he'll retire at the end of the year there. Yeah. Uh, for the Dockers, Cox, Johnson and Wilson, some big ins there. St Kilda get back, Max King and Tim Membry. So, Ross
2: Lyon. Now that, got to take that off to Ross you, Lyon. Yeah, of course you do. I mean, he can coach. If anyone, but they've had a lot of injuries. Yes, they have. And one of the things I always say, I mean, he coaches that defensive way, that Paul Rose Paul way and all that Sydney stuff. And I said, yeah, do. Do I like it? Probably not. However, a Ross Lyon team, you can see they actually, players buy into it because they do what he wants them to do. So, that I, I call it always that good coaching.
1: Some big ins they take on Carlton and um, oh, Carlton on a bit that's of a that's a game
2: too, isn't it? That that is some sort of yeah, game.
1: Out goes Cher and McGovern for Carlton and uh, any big ins not really Fisher Durden, Kerno. So so
2: and, and McGovern, I mean they're they're two very big outs, David, aren't they? I mean the the bloke around the midfield Cher has been good and McGovern. We and know, Walsh, Walsh, Walsh is out too. Yeah, heavy. yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, that's a oh well that's uh, that's that's going to be a pretty tight game. I mean, we'll talk about who we're going to tip shortly, but Carlton is seventh and St Kilda fifth. Uh, Carlton are half a win behind. So
1: Isn't there any one game or six points between fifth and about 14th?
2: That's exactly right.
1: So, I mean, I, I think whoever loses out of Adelaide and the Gold Coast probably kisses a year goodbye, I, I would say.
2: E- yeah. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah, it's getting, yeah.
1: Otherwise, they're going to have to win every game. They take on Brisbane up at the Gabbers, so it's going to be tough.
2: Yeah, four to go. I mean, just, just on that with Adelaide. I mean, they play, obviously, Gold Coast this week, and then they play Brisbane away, Sydney at home, and West Coast away. Mm. So you really need to be winning this one, don't you, to keep it, you know. Brisbane's oh, you got going to win to your home, home. games.
1: Yeah. You have to win your home games. And Daniel Menzel made an interesting point last night with the Cats. I'm going to tip Port Adelaide. I don't know why, but. Geelong aren't playing well, but they don't lose often lose two in a row, do no, they? No, they don't. Over it's,
2: there? No, it's, it's, it's a great record for the last 30 years. It, it is tough. And, I mean, quite frankly, Fremantle beat them last week. It was quite unusual. Now, they've got, they got their best forward out, and they've got their most adaptable player in Blixarves out. So, I mean, they're two massive oh, outs. Oh,
1: exactly. That's do, a, do they... I,
2: this is going to be an interesting comment. Do they have more effect on a game than Jones, who's out for Port Adelaide, and Aaliyah, Aaliyah oh yeah the
1: yeah. gun forward, forward and yeah, a guy up.
2: can play any position
1: my, my, Geelong's losses to me are bigger than yeah. Aaliyah who's, who's a, probably their best defender yep. but Hawkins is their best forward and you've got a bloke that can say mobile around the ground
2: now one, one of the things I'm reading today that you know we talk about the umpires and somehow or other all of a sudden you know dissent popped its head up out of the blue last week you know where did all that come from Anyhow, today, I believe, or yesterday, last night, whenever, all the clubs have been warned that the umpires are going to look for this stand rule. You know, once you, when, when you get on the mark, you can't move. They think it's been drifting. Why has it been drifting? That means the umpires haven't been doing their job. Why do they actually need to put a piece of paper out? Why don't they just do what they've done and should do?
1: With that rule, if someone takes a mark in front of you and... You immediately run back. That's okay?
2: No, you can't move. Stand.
1: No, no. Umpire hasn't said stand, stand. yet. Yeah, they, okay. they generally give you yeah. a couple of seconds before they say yeah. stand. But if you get out of the area, the umpire doesn't tend to say stand. If you say, are out, the guy can do what he likes. So to me, it's I think as soon as you mark it, and if someone's there has to stay where he is,
2: basically, just call stand straight away. If I had my time, you wouldn't have to do that. I hate people not doing anything on a footy ground, standing like a statue. But if the coaches want to coach with team defence and put 20 blokes behind the ball, something had to happen, and I think that's been as good as rule as the six, six, and six.
1: Tell you what, has disappeared. They'll push in the back now.
2: Yeah. Hands in the back. Well, so should. I mean, you I, should well, be able to, yeah, just steady stand, yourself. Steady correct. But and not force them forward. Correct. And that's always been the case yeah. for the 50 years that I've been yeah. watching the game. You can steady yourself, just don't push. Yeah. Don't
1: force them out of where they are. And, just I mean, hold, you,
2: hold, you're basically holding your ground. And you've, I mean, you've did the same thing when you're playing fullback. I mean, mm. if you got in the front spot and you got a chance or summon on a forward, you just try to yeah. hold your ground.
1: Yeah. I mean,
2: I, I, yeah, I find They've it.
1: definitely eased up on that, though. They went through a yeah. period last year where they were playing, pushing the back. So Yeah, they were. Hey, Malcolm, a big day at North Adelaide Footy Club tomorrow. It's the oh, McGarry yes. medals. Now, I've sort of had a quick look through the, the years, and North Adelaide have nine... Living McGarry medalists. Yeah, it's Barry a lot. robbin's the oldest. It's a lot, and Campbell Coombs the youngest. Aaron Young won one last year as well. Yeah, I don't think there's another club that's got nine living medalists. I look, I think Port Adelaide and Nord have had a few, but I don't think they're up to nine. No, so, I have so they're all going to be in the one room. Yeah, wouldn't that great? So, um,
2: and so and and you you emceeing it?
1: I'm emceeing it. I, well, I played with Robin I um, played footy with Anthropus Phillips. Yes. And Jarman. Yeah. Uh, Frank, I've worked with the media and called his games, and other boys have just called games over the years. So I feel like a little bit of an affiliation there, but they've got about 120 people, 121, 130 one going. And uh, to hear Barry, and Barry very rarely speaks, you know, Barry yeah. well. Yeah. He doesn't like to get up and do too much stuff. But uh, great record, Barry Robin. And, uh, yeah, he's the oldest living – is he similar age to you? Or? Uh, a bit older, yeah. A bit older, a yeah. couple of years older. So yeah. that, that's tomorrow at the North Adelaide Footy Club. Oh, that's great. I, I, Actually, that is. And how many? How many? How many living? If we ha- held it at Woodville, I was trying to think. Oh, how many would you get in the room? Like I'm talking living.
2: No, uh, living or dead. Uh, maybe one. One. <laughs> <laughs> one. Yeah. Isn't
1: that uh, amazing though?
2: Yeah, but we don't forget. We didn't come into the competition until 1964 in the Sandford. Well, Centrals so, have had
1: Gary Window. Yeah. John Duckworth. D- John, John e. Platten. Yeah. They've had a few. Um, I think there's a couple others too yeah, over the yeah. years. Yeah, but yeah, Woodville really, Thomas. You've really only had since you joined only one other two, I think. Yeah, as Jimmy Cheetah.
2: Uh, it's Cheetahs, yeah. Yeah, no, it hasn't been a lot. So down you now. have a
1: room for one, do you?
2: When you when you meet with other medalists, <laughs> yeah. Could you? What do you do? You yeah, put could, on coffee and biscuits, and could, could, you roll up. Could you just come and you can MC ours and you can talk to me for an hour, <laughs> just, just like you do now like every night.
1: <laughs> every night. So, um, yeah, what are you looking forward to this weekend?
2: I'm actually looking forward to the Adelaide Oval game. I'm actually going along with my darling wife Patsy. We're going to the Chairman's lunch. You know, you sort of get an yes. invite uh, most years, and this is the game that I said I'd, I wouldn't mind going to the Gold Coast because you obviously know some people there that are going to be there, but also just to see Adelaide live. So I'm looking forward to the game.
1: Is it? A, do you see it as a danger game? I, I think Gold Coast I, got oh, some good
2: players. Yeah, and I think Stephen King's done a reasonable job with them yeah. too. I, th- I think it is the most interesting game. I reckon this sounds silly. I reckon they're on the same path. And yeah, I know, I know yeah. Gold Coast have got, I had, had more picks and da-da-da-da-da. A lot of people don't like them, but I do.
1: Which side's got the most talent
2: Yeah. Out no, of the two? No, see, I, I reckon the Adelaide Football Club is developing talent. I reckon... They've got the they, they, cream of the they're, crop they're. there. They've got some. It just hasn't gelled. Got the moment. a lot of high draft picks, Gold Coast. Yes, they have. They have. So I, I just think both teams in the next two or three years will, will start climbing the ladder. So I'm looking forward to the game.
1: The news took Miller out yeah. for an indiscretion with Dane Zorko. So to me, that is a massive out for the uh, the Gold Coast Suns, that game on SEN on the weekend. Coming up on the show, thanks to Kian Lumo, Kia official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023 and Lumo Energy SA. A switch to the affirmative. Join Lumo Energy today. Port Adelaide's Dan Houston. We're going to try and find your winner in the Greyhounds with Sean Matheson and also blight in my AFL tips.
0: The award winning seven seat Kia Sorrento. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. Australian owned and supporting communities, the arts, and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay.
1: Port Day SA, Malcolm Blighton, David Wildey, still to come, Port Adelaide, Halfback Flanker, All-Australian form, I think, Dan Houston. Afield tip shortly, thanks to Toolkit Depot, gear up for the winter at Toolkit Depot with a huge range of outdoor power equipment and winter workwear. I heard Kenny Hinkley say today he wants to coach Port next year. He said apparently I was sacked uh, after round three or four and someone was going to take my job. He said so. Whatever you're hearing now, don't believe a word of it. Um, they talk. Some talk about Port Adelaide's um, taxing game plan, and uh, Kenny Hinckley talks about that. I just wait for that to come up. Uh, I might have thrown Brendan here. Uh, it is. Where are we, Kenny Hinckley uh, number one, be connected to No, well, I think no,
0: no, it can't be, and no, it shouldn't be, an, an excuse for us at all. Fatigue, because we knew at the start of the year we had to play 24 rounds, and then hopefully qualify, and that's what we've set out. We've set out to do, and fatigue maybe. But are you feeling as absolutely best you can possibly be physically? I don't think there's a cl- team in the competition. I said that publicly. There's not a team in the competition who I think would sit there right now and say they feel as good as they did in February.
1: Yeah, I reckon. Um They're just having a flat spot. I think every team does. They've lost a couple of games. Their game against Collingwood was good, wasn't it? Yep. It's the one prior and one after, which hasn't been too good. But that, look, no tougher ask. I think a couple of Geelong players out will help. But don't forget, Port Adelaide have lost their their best defender. Here's Ken Hinckley. Tom Jonas back into the side. Here's Ken talking about their skipper.
0: Yeah, he's had a couple of games in the last. You know, now we have a couple of games in the in the last month. Tom's Tom's been remarkable with the way he's handled things. Again, he hasn't had the he hasn't had the perfect season that he would like to have had at the start of the year. But he's been incredible with the way he's handled all, all things, considering what he's been through.
2: Yeah, exactly that.
1: It's been tough for Tom. I, I think he needs to come in and have an impact, Malcolm, because uh, the other boys will come back in a week later. You'd think with concussions. so for Tom to keep his job he has to play well but Patrick Dangerfield um talks about Port Adelaide too and uh, what he expects from Port Adelaide no no we haven't got that one yet okay i'm setting up Brendan. he's Yeah
2: no, can i just uh, I've just got a text too uh, the you know the australian team's playing the world netball uh, apparently they've just lost to england by one goal it's in in the preliminary rounds david so that's a bit of a that's a bit of a shock isn't it that you, you would have thought that the girls might have uh, gone through maybe without that but anyhow apparently they've lost to the goal in the World Netball update. I did I set
1: uh, Brendan up big time there I was talking about the lineup without Hawkins and us, but here's Patrick Dainfield, Dangerfield and what he expects from Port Adelaide.
0: Yeah they've got a, a, I think a brilliant balance around the ball uh, they're proactively defensively um, and they've got some potent forwards so we need to play at our best um, and whilst they haven't um, you know won I think the last few weeks they've played they've played a true game it's um, Collingwood were very um, unfortunate not to win that, so we know they've been playing great footy, um, and we know we can play better footy. So that's the challenge for us.
2: Yes, it certainly is. Now, here, we, David, this is a lot of people waiting for this to happen. Our tips. Okay, we. Fr- Friday night. Western Bulldogs, 8th versus 11th, Richmond.
1: Yeah, Richmond, Dustin Martin out. I'm going the Bulldogs. I think they need to win to maintain their top eight. Same. Essen and West Coast
2: on Saturday. Essen Same. Adelaide Gold Coast, Adelaide Oval.
1: I'm going Adelaide. I think Took is a massive out, bloody. A massive out. So I'm going for the home side.
2: So am I. Hawthorne playing Collingwood MCG on Saturday. Althorn Collingwood well, Collingwood will bounce back, you'd think, and should be too good for the Hawks. Well, here it is: Geelong versus Port Adelaide, six versus tenth at Geelong.
1: Oh, 50-50. Um, I don't think I'm either playing great footy at the moment. I'm I'm going to go for uh, Geelong, our favourite. I'm going to go
2: for Port to bounce back. Oh, I'm going. I'm going Geelong. Uh, Swans versus Sydney, good game. Swans versus who? Giants versus Swans Uh, Giants I reckon Sydney got three
1: or four big outs Giants got three or four big ins Giants can make it eight on the trot Sunday North
2: Melbourne playing Melbourne David Melbourne same St Kilda this is a good game St Kilda playing Carlton oh the
1: ins. can I go for another Ruffy and go St Kilda again you can if you like and Fremantle
2: playing Brisbane that game's in Perth but I'm going to go
1: Brisbane to bounce back otherwise they're no good simply no good and I went
2: Carlton the other one too
1: FIFA Women's World Cup has arrived in Adelaide. Tantania, visit fifa.com slash tickets. Still to come, stick around. We've got Dan Houston from Port Adelaide shortly.
0: The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorrento. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter SA. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorrento. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. Malcolm Blight and
1: David Wildey, Day SA, still to come, Dan Houston, But time now for Greyhound Racing SA. No one runs the dogs like South Australia. We're trying to find a winner too, Malcolm. I know you always mm. jot down the tips and I, Sean Matheson has joined us. Sean, how are you?
3: Yeah, hi, guys. Great to be on the show today. Just uh, filling in for Todd Gray, who's on a on a bit of leave. But, yeah, great to be on the show again.
1: Okay. Now, we, we like to try and find a winner, Sean. You've been pretty good when you come on too. You, you're confident tonight?
3: Very confident. Oh, yeah, I love that! Really good <laughs> when I'm on your show. Yes. Really good. So I'm looking forward to
1: the skips. Okay, let's uh, hit us with your best shot.
3: Okay, so I've got two for you. The first one is race four, number four, uh, which is Air Outlaw tonight at Angle Park. Yeah, um, it's really a two dog race. He's quoted around two dollars. Um, I think the the two dog and our dog number four, Air Outlaw, will sort of come away from the field, our outlaw, sit behind the two and just run straight past it. So at the even money, he's the first of our best bets tonight.
2: And okay, mate, that's, that sounds really good. you got another one because you you, uh, David's right. You do have great form when you do come on. Thank you for this. <laughs> thank you for the next winner, well, mate. Yes,
3: yeah, so the next winner tonight will be uh, race eight, number two, Powderfinger. Now, a really good name, good rock band. Yes, yeah. Um, Bernard, also, Bernard Fanning? Also a a yep. bit of Bernard yep. Fanning, yes. A very nice greyhound as well, quoted at about $7. Ooh, so ooh. We'll, I think it'll win, but definitely each way, way play here. Was a, a really good winner at Angle Park three runs ago. Gets a nice draw from box two, really strong at the end. So don't be surprised if it doesn't lead. He'll be running home really powerfully. So... He's the next of our best bets for the
2: listeners. Got. And hey, what a great night it's going to be. The, the the weather's back, the warming up, the dogs will love it. It'll be a great night at Angle Park tonight, Sean.
3: Most definitely. A yeah. 12-race program kicks off really shortly. You say finally, no weather, no rain on a Thursday night, which is nice. So
1: I'm really looking forward to it. What a beautiful day and a yeah. great night for the dogs I run, time. Thanks, Sean. All the best for those tips. Thanks, guys. See you. Sean Matheson there from Greyhound Racing. Said, what was the second one, Bloody? I missed that. Uh, uh,
2: race... race eight, number two, Powder Finger.
1: Of course. Of course.
2: Now, here we go. I want to ask you something. You know all that audio you put on Brendan before? And he, he... <laughs> I do apologise. <laughs> yeah, that's good. So you should. Now, Andrew McWald is the interim coach at Richmond. Will he get it? Who knows? But he's, he's, <laughs> he's, there's some audio. He's made a comment on Damien Hardwick, who... He's in Italy. Who's in Italy. And Mark Evans chasing Damien yeah. Harwick. So let's see what Andrew McWalter's got to say about that.
4: Oh, to be honest, if Tim is involved in footy next year, it's great for the game. He doesn't know this club anything. He's been unbelievable for us. Um, and it's looking like, you know, there's a report out last night. I saw them. Nice flight to Italy to go and seek him out, which is a good idea. But um, if he gets back in and coaching, I reckon it's great for the footy.
0: How do you, you feel having this Italian holiday interrupted?
4: It's <laughs> a good point. He's probably pretty bored now. He doesn't last too long, I imagine. Dimmer on holidays. Um, as much as he's had a good time, he probably wants a bit of a distraction as well. Have you
0: heard from Damien recently? Does he ever text you or let you know what he thinks of the performances? Every
4: week. He, uh, yeah, he, he's awesome. His, his support's been unbelievable. He texts Tim Blair and I most weeks and gives us a recap of the game and, and what he's seen. And I think he just he loves it. He's invested in our people, which is um, what he's always done so well. Can you share some of the things he said? To me? I actually can't share some of the things he said after last week's game. <laughs> <laughs> Uh,
2: Secret squirrel Joviality there Can I tell you something I I don't think i Have I told you this I actually played golf When Andrew McWalter Came up and played A few games for the Gold Coast Suns I actually played golf With him up on the Gold Coast What's he like Yeah really nice lad No at golf He was okay I think For memory Yeah I think I beat him On the day (laughs) (laughs) Of course you would have (laughs) Of course you would have. Well, I, I, can I just say, Andrew? If that's not true, I made it up. I don't know. I can't remember. Can we talk
1: about taggers? I know yeah. there's something close to your heart. You yeah. think if you have got a decent bloke that can stop a gun? And mm-hmm. I want to go to the Geelong Port Adelaide game. Yep. Because Port Adelaide, Port Adelaide have two guns. Yep. Butters and Rosie. Yeah, they do. And I'll, I'll bet your bottom dollar that Chris Scott will assign Tom Atkins to one of those players. Yeah. Okay. And run with.
2: Yeah, one of the things I was going to mention early in the week. It's interesting that Took Miller's out now. Tuke Miller played a who, game on Lockie Neal so last who, week. So who who would he have gone to in, with the cro? Could he's too short to go to Dawson, isn't he? No, he would have done it. He just you Yeah, no. Dawson's very good overhead. Yeah, but that 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 might only happen four or five times. Okay. No, Took sat on Neil right and, and and beat him. And I can tell you now, there's a couple of coaches that don't need to be named because I've named them before. That said you can't tag anymore in modern football. I said, and I reckon that's absolutely big S you would have said. Yeah, I would have said something along those lines. Because oh rotations. Well, bad luck, Charlie. Go off with them, come off with them. They, they annoy you. It is harder. It is isn't is an alert skill to to get a kick when you're getting tagged. So took Mill on a twenty nine touches to seventeen last Saw that. night. I, 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 mate, that is and guess who won the game? I know someone else can get oh, the seven ball. Goals. Yeah, I know someone else can get the ball other than Lockie Neal, but they're not as good as distributing, making decisions, and creating. Out of the Port
1: two, who would you tag, and who do you think would be the easier of the two to tag, given their their different sort of <laughs> skills? Yeah, I, you've got to stop one of them. I think you've got yeah. to stop either Butters or Rose. If those two get off the chain, I think Port win. I, I, I've got this thing.
2: I think Rosie's got more tricks. In other words, he sidesteps. He's got a butt, and he can kick a goal. Yeah. I mean, Butters can too. Butters is much at the ball a bit harder. Not that Rosie's not. No, I know. But he just he just goes flat out. I reckon you can actually follow Butters around a fraction more than what you could Rosie. Would be my yeah. call. Now, does William Drew go to Patrick Dangerfield? I think so. They don't
1: seem to have the. Absolute guns they used to have. I mean, Duncan was a star before yeah. he's still playing, but yeah. not again. Selwood's not there anymore. No. A Dangerfield. I don't think Paddy's playing anywhere near what he can. No,
2: he's not actually. I watched him last week. He he, he was okay. He wasn't great. Yeah, that's true.
1: Who's Who's the big danger? you reckon if they can stop Jeremy Cameron, who's been down on form as well? I know he's one of your favourite players in the Well, conference.
2: he is because their midfield's been down, so he hasn't as many chances up forward. Uh, as I said, Hawkins and Bliksafe's out. Port out later in this right up to their neck.
1: So how did Geelong win? Uh, they play so well on the ground. They're missing a couple of stars and not playing well. So what do they need to do, do you think?
2: Their, back, be- their back line's got to hold up. Stewart and those sort of blokes have got a lead from there and set it up from there.
1: Well, they've got no real
2: injuries down back, have no, they? No, no. So no. Radig- Radigalier comes in and plays forward? Yeah, pro- maybe, yeah. Probably have another look at him there. Why not? Hawkins can't last forever. Bixiaths can't last forever.
1: So if you've got Cameron and Radigalier, maybe you have to have Mackenzie and Jonas assigned John, to those sorry, two.
2: Yep, absolutely.
1: Yeah. I reckon that... You talk about Adelaide being the toughest game. I think the toughest game is Geelong Port Adelaide. Yeah, I, and, and Geelong playing for their life.
2: Yeah, and St Kilda-Carlton, what a game that's going to be for the shaping of the eight. We're
1: putting the ins too. King comes in, yeah. Membry
2: comes in, Brad Hill comes so that, in. So that's three of their main midfielders, uh, sorry, forward line players.
1: And Carlton have got quite a few out. Look, it's going to be an unbelievable weekend yeah. of footy. I, I cannot wait. But I am going Adelaide, and I'm going also Port Adelaide. It is uh, Well, Malcolm, time now to speak with Port Adelaide's Dan Houston. What a star he's been this Mm -hmm. year. He's got to be all Australian. Uh, Seriously, look at the numbers, and Port Adelaide have been at the top of the tree. They like to take players from the top teams, Mm. and they've been first to second all year. Uh, Dan Houston for tyre power, winter safety sale now on 25% off equivalent with four for three on selected falcon tyres. Tyre power, get your free five-minute safety check. Dan, how are you? I'm
5: good. I'm good. Yeah that time of the year uh, i reckon where the, the body starts to slow down but i'm getting through
1: hey uh, you would have liked the weather today 23 degrees the grass growing a little bit quicker it's, it's getting final footy now you could all smell it in the air
5: yeah you can you the, the grass clippings and, and the sunny weather and yeah it's definitely a mood changer and helps you get up and about this time of year
1: now dan before we look at port adelaide congratulations on your own year it's been I think, exceptional. You, you've had some consistent years recently. This is no doubt your your best. Um, you, you must be really thrilled with the way you're playing. You, you haven't had too many poor games, have you? Consistency is one of the factors we're looking at.
5: Yeah, I think, um, you know, I've been really proud of the way I've gone about it this year. In, in the past, I've felt like I've always been able to play some really high-level footy, but probably not um, consistent enough. And um, this year, I felt like um, I've got you know, my routine to get it off field and, and week to week and I know how I'm going to, you know, play each game and, and it's shown that I've been able to, to back that up, which I've been really proud of.
1: In previous years, you've had some niggling injuries, not necessarily being out for any length of time, but there's been certain things, shoulders and, and other types. You look to be running on top of the ground. Is the, the body feeling great?
5: Yeah, the body's feeling really good. Um, I think we've been really, really well managed as a group and I know myself individually throughout the year, Um, keeping on top of everyone and making sure that we're fresh, especially, you know, towards the back end of the year. And, yeah, I have had some niggles in the past and, um, you know, having to overcome them is probably a bit more of a mental thing rather than a physical thing for me, which is, you know, helps me get to where I am now.
2: Now, Dan, we can't not interview you and talk about the highlight of the year so far for you. Playing Essendon at the MCG, you became the 57th player out of thirteen thousand and seventy-three, to kick a goal after the siren to win the team for the Port Adelaide Football Club—a magnificent kick, nice fifty-five metres. There have been longer, but that was really under pressure. <laughs> it was. Now, what I want to know is that I reckon, seeing you're the youngest to do it at this stage, as in career-wise, I think there should be medals struck for those fifty-seven players that have done that in the competition. I think that you should start now some sort of bandwagon. That means you'd get one, Malcolm. Oh, really? That's only another medal. But I I reckon it's this exclusive club, Dan. I reckon we should start this little thing and I'll help you with the programming. But you use your name, will you? I just don't want to sound as though it's all about me. (laughs) Yeah,
5: I'll I'll, I'll spearhead it that you can jump in behind me, Malcolm. Um, Nah, I reckon. I mean, it's, it's a great thing and something, yeah, that I'll remember forever. And. Um, you know, I have put my boots aside from that game as a little memory. But, yeah, it would be, yeah, nice to get to get a medal <laughs> or if they did do something. But, um, look, like, it, it's a great memory and it's something that, um, you know, I'll remember forever and, and cherish
2: forever. And you know what, mate? You know, I mean, you're only a young man still, only just 26 now. Been in the competition, 140 games, seven years. You're, you're at the peak of your career. And these are going to be your best years, you know, from here on, 26 to 30, early 30s, because you're so much fitter. That will get shown for the next 50 years. you know that? That sh- kick, after the siren, will be shown forever. It will be Dan Houston's kick to win that game against Essendon. Every time you play Essendon, Port Adelaide, just get ready, mate. You'll get sick of it after a No, you won't. <laughs>
5: no, I've I been told that a few times, and, and even the week or the few days following that kick, I remember every time I checked my phone, I would see the video or check the TV, and it just feels so surreal, and I feel so... Every time I watch it, I feel detached because I don't really remember too much of it um, at the time. And yeah, as I said, I'm really proud and something that I'll be able to look forward to at the end of my career, reflecting
2: on. Yeah, and, and one of the, I mean, probably one of the great things about it it, it, it was the 12th win in a row for the club. You ended up winning 13, and you're going to play finals. I mean, it almost sealed the spot in the finals. I mean, that's one of the great things with it. It was one of those kicks that actually did mean something. Port Adelaide are going to play in September. And I think that's what you really should be proud of in the whole club.
5: Yeah, definitely. I think in the, in the moment there, there was not much of that sort of um, process or thinking um, about the kick. It was more so just trying to connect to it. And um, yeah, when you look back on it now, it, it was such an important game for us to win, and we knew it was going to be important. And um, you look at the season now; we've, we've come off and we've lost three in a row. And you know, every little win in this competition matters. And um, you know that that game was almost. You know, an eight-point game, in a way, where if we lose that, we're back in the you know trying to keep yeah. our spot in the top four.
1: Been so good for so long, and you won a lot of the close games. As Bloody said, thirteen on the trot last three weeks, or well, maybe not the last three weeks. I thought against Collingwood, that was a one of the games of the year, and either team could have won that one. But more specifically, Carlton and the Crows have so unlike Port Adelaide. Um, you've you always pride yourself on you know playing pretty well for most quarters, but. Uh, I mean, you got absolutely smashed really by by Carlton, and I thought Crows were clearly best last week.
5: Yeah, we've we've had a few chats recently. I think we've we've dropped off in in our port Adelaide brand of footy, which has been our, our front centre footy and, and our pressure. And those two things are linked. I think if we have pressure on the footy, we can hold the ball in our forward fifty, and um, if our, if we're defending well, we allow you know our smalls to, to go to work with their pressure, and you know that's sort of not not happening for us at the moment. And we're looking at ways on how we can provide more pressure and more sun centre footy. And, you know, you can't put your finger on one thing exactly. And um, as you said, against Collingwood, it was a bit wetter, which allowed us to generate a little bit more pressure with the ball being wetter. And, um, you know, we've got to find a way to do that again this weekend and and turn it around quickly going into, yeah, finals.
1: You're right. It is hard to put your finger on it. You go out to play well. The showdown stakes were high. Um, Even against Carlton, you would have been... Confident winning that it can only be one win. I mean, if every winner there's a lose, and the loser always feels that way. But you don't mean to be like that, do you? It can only be something so, so minute, so small. If you're off in this day and age, the other team wins.
5: Yeah, definitely. And I think it's just it's the way it's the way we're playing. I think um, you know there's going to be ups and downs during a season, and um, we feel like we're a little bit off our, our best at the moment. And um, if we can t- yeah turn that around as quick as possible, obviously you know teams are going to be looking at us and trying to do the same thing coming into finals and their own finals campaign um it's going to be tough and we you know, we need to lift what we can control our pressure in our final and center footy um to give us the best opportunity we can to win the game
2: yeah dan I, just now that you know you, you, you're that nice age oh, perfect age 26 and said 140 games does the coach Ken Hinkley come up to you and ask you for anything special, or did he say, "Hey Dan, this is what we need from you now"? To at any time during the game, even at training, sometime in a meeting, you're starting to get a bit more relied on from the senior coaches and all the line coaches.
5: Yeah, I think I think line coach in particular. We have a young backline, and this weekend we're going to be even younger without Ali and, and Lockie Jones. And um, you know, I feel like it's, you know I own a little bit of the backline in a sense that. Um, you know they're so they're so young and, and I'm you know an experienced head that I I can you know help them on game day and, and through trainings and meetings and stuff so we feel that and then yeah Kenny, leaves on me occasionally but not too much he knows um you know I like to go out there and, and play with you without too much pressure and um you know I, I'm at that age now where um I can have a little bit of input with Kenny and and during the game and with him being on the bench it's good to have a chat with him and see where we're at and you know relayed
2: messages to other players yeah well I, th- I think you should and he should start listening because you know his his coaching record at Port Adelaide's a 58% win ratio since you've been there you've got a 64% win ratio so on is and on numbers you're 6% better with winning Dan's your coach yeah, you, you, you should you should <laughs> and you can tell him I said that with. because <laughs> he, he should start listening to you more often I'm only joking of course um, yeah that's the
1: coach at halfback. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody <laughs> does know Kenny pretty well, too. That's why I he said, Hey, Dan, watching you, we commentate all your games and you get so much of the ball. Um, have you got a bit of a license? Obviously, you've got an opponent, but as soon as you guys get the ball, you are free to roam around. Um, you've got some elite kicks on the side with, with Farrell, Burton, yourself, and uh, Mackenzie. What, how do you play it? Because you do get so much of the footy uh, um, and yet you still have to be accountable for a man.
5: Yeah, um, yeah, it's hard one to to sort of talk about, but I mean, around the ground, um, we talk about u- utilising each other's weapons, and um, as you said, some of the boys' weapons in terms of kicking and, and ball use is we've identified as being, you know, Ryan Bennett and Kane Farrell, uh, myself, Connor Rosie. So, if there's opportunities to get us involved in the game, we're in the right spot. day the boys, generally do. Um, get the footy in our hands and um, you know as being a defender we still have to defend and that that is the case around stoppages and around the ground but then also more of a license um, when we do have the ball to to get involved and you know get after the opposition and um, you know that's one way I've I've found to to lift my disposals this year and you know other ways as well but I think that's the one that probably people see the most.
2: In the stats, you know, there's a lot of stats taken in the game now and there's some averages and, you know, you're highly rate, you're rated, every player's rated and given a rating and it, it's made up of many factors in the game, but Zach Butters, Connor Rosie, and Dan Houston are all about that 108-109 rating, which is right up there from an average for a whole season, is most difficult to do. But you three are the drivers now the Port Adelaide midfield. I, you know, I know uh, William Drew's done some stuff, Ollie's still there and, and, and Travis Boat, but you three guys are really driving that team. So, this weekend against Geelong, you've got to be the guys that start this whole thing going.
5: Yeah, definitely. And um, when you talk with body when you talk about sort of a little bit more um, ownership and leadership with that, with that within the group, we, we're feeling that. And um, you know, with folks like Ollie and Jonah, who are you know feeling a little bit more pressure um, with their performances, I feel like. Um, buty Rosie, myself have life in terms of being able to you know lead on the field and um, help out bring bring others along with us and you know it'll be a big game on Saturday night and we'll, we'll be looking to to lead the group and, and play our best wood and, and bring others along with us
1: a lot of crows fans listen to this show too and um and we, we saw them probably at their best last week you've seen them a couple of times this year what is their strength um i mean they've been pretty consistent most of the year but they played four quarters against you guys, and they—I mean—they crashed in from the very first bounce. A couple of big tackles. Uh, I think we saw Laird and Krauts. But uh, what do you make of them, Dan? What, what do you see the where the crows are going?
5: Yeah, I think um, on the weekend they showed that they they smashed us all over the ground, which generally means you've, you've got a really balanced, really well balanced list. And um, I thought they had some players come in um, and fill some roles, um, which means you know you got a lot of depth. So I think they. They had that and they use the ball well and, and, and kicked really straight. Um, they've got a, a, a potent forward line even without Rankin and Rochelle. So, yeah, I thought they were really impressive and, um, you know, I think they've got a, a lot to look forward to.
2: Now, one of the great things about the work you've done so far in the season with that run of wins you had, I mean, you're sitting second on the ladder. So the position is yours to lose, isn't it? I mean, because the others are going to have to cry and catch you. I mean, you've got a tough one this week, we know, but you probably haven't even looked at this, but you've got GWS at home, Fremantle away, and Richmond at home mm. to finish off the season. You know, I th- they're all possibly wins, I know that, and they're all possible losses, but you can hang on to that second spot, and if you get second spot, mate, you get a home final, and that would be something great for the club.
5: Yeah, oh, I think, I, I, I know personally, I have, I've looked ahead, and I think there are a few tough games in there. GWS are going really well. Um, you know, Richmond at the end of the year, they, they could be fighting for a spot in the last game. So they're all, they're all big games in my eyes and, um, it is our spot to lose. And I know the boys are capable of playing some really strong footy and, um, you know, starting this weekend hopefully and, and we'll get going. And, um, you know, once we're on the roll, as, as we saw earlier in the year, I think we're, we're pretty hard to stop and hopefully we can get some momentum going down at Geelong this week and then build it throughout the rest of the year going into finals.
1: Yeah, it's pretty even. I think Hawkins drops out, Blixhaus yeah. drops out. You lose Aliyah and Lockie Jones. Just on those two, how are they? It was one of the one of the biggest collisions we've seen for a long, long while. The the boys okay?
5: Yeah, the boys are really good. Um, they they haven't done too much training this week. Um, it was good to hear that Lockie and Ali had passed their concussion test um, on Monday again, and um, you know the club came out and and said they got it wrong, which which is the right thing to do and um, good on Fish for doing that. And Yeah, the boys obviously missed this week and I think they've got a, a migraine or a headache and um, and then they'll be back next week pending how they're feeling and stuff and I'm sure the club will take a really cautious um, approach with that and you know, we look forward, we, we're supporting them and then we look forward to, to hopefully having them back next week. Just
2: just one final question. Uh, I noticed the AFL finally have put out something to say that they're going to crack down a bit on the stand rule. I don't know why they don't crack down on it and just play it like we're supposed to be played, but if you as a club, you as a player, has the coaching group told you about that the umpires are going to crack down on this stand rule?
5: Uh, not, not yet, it might, be, uh, it might be a topic at a, at a
2: team, um, team review before,
5: before the game, um, potentially, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit in your boat, Blighty, we've just... If we just consistently make it the same each week, um, you know, it, it helps the players rather than cracking down on it
1: and
5: stuff like that because it just makes it easier for us and it makes, also makes it easier for the umpires and, and then easier for viewers if it's just consistently the same throughout the year.
1: Well, good luck this week, Dan. Keep up the good work. Uh, Port Adelaide need a win, only a couple more that can seal that uh, top two And your own form as we said outstanding. So all the best this weekend to the Cats.
5: Too easy. Thank you very much for having me on.
1: Dan Houston,
2: uh he will be all Australian. I... he certainly been in the top forty, David. Well, it, 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 it's a it's a crowded... the, reason,
1: the reason I think he will be is Porter have been, as I said, in the top two teams. They often go. Who's you know? Some sometimes sure. top two get five yep. or six in. Yeah. Now we, Butters, you think would get in bloody? Yeah. And Rosie, Rosie, well,
2: can you get them both in? Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah.
1: But they'll be the three. They'll be
2: the three that would be pushing for an All-Australian. Yeah, but don't forget, you've got Petrarca, Dacos, Sarong, Taranto, Marcus Bontempelli, Lockie Neil, Jordan Dawson, all going for those same spots.
1: Yeah, but halfback flankers, I think he's been as consistent yeah, as anybody. Yeah, of course. So, well, that's it for us. Um, you, Who are you going for again between the – I'm going Crows – and I'm going to go with Porter. i to give him one more oh, chance okay. at Geelong.
2: Well, I'm going for the home teams. You know, when there's 50-50 yeah. games, I tend to lean. So I'm going for Adelaide and Geelong.
1: We spoke with Daniel Menzel last night. He said Geelong very rarely lose two at home yeah, on the doing. trot.
2: Yes, I, I did feel that for about six years that I was there. That we, we, You hardly ever lost two in a row. That's very true. Well,
1: you have a great weekend, and I'll see you Monday in a big weekend no, at won't. footy. Oh, you know you were on holidays. Yes,
2: no, I'm out of a little bit. Daniel Menzel's
1: off. sitting in for you. Yes, he will. Well, have a great weekend and enjoy those 10 games of golf you're playing in 10 days, and we'll see you <laughs> Monday week. Bloody
2: bye for now. Bye, David.